Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. I'm Tinzian. And this is Death to Fort Dishonor. <laughs> Never mind. I'm, I'm too tired for this shit. <laughs> Ha ha. Ha ha ha. Ha. Annihilation, Jim. Total, complete, absolute annihilation. The gravity is so much stronger on the southern continent. Are you sure she doesn't have to spread friendship and magic as part of her daily morning routine? my name in your last moments. <laughs> that totally defeats the purpose. Cesar, do you have any sun rods still, or? <laughs> Bring out your rods, old man. Private confrontation. Not like that. Maybe some discipline? <laughs> Had his hands in all of Cesar's junk for six months. Oh, wait, that's not what I meant. <laughs> wow, we have a title. That's wrong. That's really wrong. <laughs> what? We need dice for this game? Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. I'm Tinzian. And this is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, September 27th, and this is episode 123 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast. Last week we had some fun in Winterhaven. I'm gonna let Dungeon Master catch us up on where we are currently. So, Dungeon Master, you are a go. Party's done some tasking around Winterhaven, found out a couple leads thanks to Thorn, and they've been summoned by the local Archdruid. So, the party was arranged to meet with some of the druids to be escorted to wherever this meeting is taking place, outside of town, and that's where they were heading. Um, any final things before you all head out of town? I think we should all say a really fond farewell to the Watchmen. To the Watch Wizards. Watch Wizards. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're going to rewind that? <laughs> no. No, that's all I had to say. Take that off your list, did you? No. No. Done talking? TikTok? <laughs> all right. Good. I'm getting the stare. All right. Um... Outside of the village uh, is a large racked um, deer that is standing next to another... Um, all right, there's a guy standing there. There's a deer with large rack standing next to him. And he appears to be waiting for you by the um, edge of the woods. Shouldn't wear so tight-fitting fur. <laughs> We did talk about the druids and what happens in the woods. I must have missed that conversation. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Care to bring it up for everybody? No, nope. I edited out of the last episode on purpose. So here we are. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, you appear to have someone waiting for you. And it's um, on the other side of the drow encampment. Okay. What do we do? Kill the drow and well, get it, the large racked deer. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait, save them. This is Caesar's show. He was the one invited by Express Bird. 
<laughs> we're gonna we're gonna name this deer Fondle. <laughs> now, if it turns out to be the Arch Druid. <laughs> Cesar. It's not, not going to take this. It's not mine. Go ahead. Save me. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Well, we uh, I Cesar would go over to uh, the deer and the the figure and uh, say, uh, so uh, which one to use my export? Both of them. Did Cesar just go all? Somebody over? had a problem. No, you look I don't fine. think it was me. I don't think the computer could handle the innuendo that he was going for. <laughs> he told me about two escorts, lucky man. Which one of you is going to escort me? Okay, go. Okay. Um, both of them look at you, and the um, the guy nods and uh, looks at the rest of the party before turning, and a path starts to open up through the dense undergrowth pretty much at the edge of town where they've been clearing things. There seems to be a um, large, dense undergrowth that seems to be prohibiting further movement in or would hinder people trying to um, cut down further trees. Okay. But the path opens, and um, the other two turn around and start to head down the path. Ah, talkative uh, group, these. I guess uh, this is the way to go. And uh, okay. says her head's down the path. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Oh, it's a good thing people can't see Skype chat. <sighs> wow. This is a D4 After Dark episode. <laughs> I believe it is. <laughs> well, at least we know that they don't believe in trimming. Or pruning. <laughs> Oh my. Cesar is. I'm out. He's, he's done. I don't have time for this. Anybody want to make a perception check? Any other sort of checks? I don't even want to see what's around this area. Um, yeah, I will. Where's my dice? There it is. Uh, okay, so perception check uh, is a 15 plus my perception, which I believe is like 17. Okay. Uh, 22. Okay. No, 32. I'm good at math. 32. Alright, uh, Cesar, anything from you? Uh, no, I'm going to sort of follow along trustfully. Okay. Only for Thorn, um, you will notice that uh, before the deer turned, you could see somewhat uh, a great deal of intelligence in the eyes, you being a shapeshifter as well. Um, you can tell that this is some sort of um, shapeshifted animal, but that the druid, or who you believe to be a druid, um, through his mouth, are has been seems to have been sh- sewn shut with some sort of dried, now dried vine. But it's very between the skin color and the vine and everything. It's very difficult to see that, but you do notice that the mouth is shut, sewn shut. Okay. Alright, um, I'll make a note of that, and I'll, uh, I think, noticing that, I'll probably fall back into line, um, following the escort with Zenatari and Cesar, and, and mention it, I'd, uh, I'd go, 
Well, I can already tell that our two, um, I don't know, what do you call them, guests? The, the, the druid, the deer isn't all that it seems. Um, I mean, especially with a large rack. Um, you disappointed in the deer not being what it seems? Well, no, it's, uh, it, it has more intelligence than, than that. I actually think it's a shapeshifter in, uh, in animal form. Um, as for the the humanoid companion, he actually has his mouth sewn shut. That's uh, it looks like a I don't know like a residue around his mouth that you can't really see it, but his mouth is is sewn shut. So strange. Okay, you would also note, Thorn, that um, there doesn't appear to be any sort of uh, major symbol on either of them in terms of either a a pack or. Whatever, but there are a number of bone fetishes um, weaved within the hair of um, the male. The, the, rest the of silent you, droid? Yes, the rest of you would see that, but it's um, kind of crude bone fetish. Okay. The druid leads you on, and uh, shortly after, the deer departs from the group and heads off into the woods. The path that you're taking winds around a number of times as if um, sometimes doubling back or making giving you the impression that it's doubling back or just trying to disorient you mm-hmm. to some degree. But it feels that you've gone at least two leagues, um, or sorry, I should say, at least two, three miles by the time that you start to smell um, the smoke of cooking fires or some other communal source of flame and sounds start to come in through the woods. Okay. Well, uh, looks like we finally made it. Hope they have something cooking for us. I'm hungry. It's dinner time. I'm sure it's vegetarian. I don't know about that. (laughs) What a scissor smell. Um, Cesar smell is actually a combination of both uh, meat and vegetable, so there is some food going on. Hmm. There does also appear to be a collection of other smells, some of them strong and astringent, and something that is almost kind of mild and soothing, and if you smelled it, if you pay attention to that one for too long, you kind of get a little sleepy or comforted. Like narcotics, drugs. Yes, you've gone walking through the Colombian jungle, and you're now coming onto a den of hive, a hive of villainy. villainy? Yeah. Gum and villainy. Thank you. That's right. Can Can you just imagine that in real life, though? Like adventurers, like taking a stroll through the woods, walk through portal, end up in real life. Drug dealers there. Breaking guns, bears. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Bear in like hat glasses. I think about the only one that would actually look right coming out of that would be Cesar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You could do the wolf dance. But, but, then, but, then he, but, then he, but then he'd leave his friends behind. Because if you don't dance, if you don't dance, you're not a friend of... <laughs> no? Okay. No. Done. <sighs> Night, folks. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's okay. okay. I, was, I was laughing on the inside. It's good. Of a barfing can. All right. Um, you can tell that there's uh, been a large number of uh, traffic heading in and out through this path. Um, you weren't seeing as much in terms of footprints prior, 
But now as you're getting close and starting to smell things, you are seeing that there's a number of tracks in the ground. Some are large, some are small, some are humanoid, some are animal. Um, the druid continues to press forward towards the sounds and smells. Are there any precautions you want to take or anything that you want to do before you approach the village further? What does the tone of the village seem to be? Like, is it just ho-hum, business as usual? Is it celebratory, somber? Um, the sounds that are coming from there seem to be everyday life sounds. It doesn't seem to be, uh, you know, fighting or anybody screaming or some sort of magically assisted loud noise. Okay. Okay. What, um, it, since I have, like, telepathy, is there any way to commu- communicate with this uh, archdruid? I mean, I guess we didn't try to talk to him like a person. He might be able to talk for all we know. Like, is there a reason we're just silently following these people around, like, without acknowledgement? The deer, the deer is not there anymore. Or the, uh, what, the guy with his mouth sound shut, rather. Do you want to try to use your uh, mind link and... Well, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind just, at least with the telepathy, getting an idea. Like, I mean, we, we were invited, or you were invited, says they're out here, but there's really no reason, like, we weren't given an explanation as to why we're here. I mean, I, I don't wouldn't just want to walk into the village, like, randomly without knowing kind of what the purpose is of why we're here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, just, I just want an impression, I guess, or... I mean, just kind of like what Cesar said, but perhaps more mental. All right. Um, an impression thing would actually be sort of sort of a skill roll to get that. Uh, okay. But you, you, do, you, do you just want to see if you will recognize that there's a mind thing and then try to maybe buzz out something? Or do you want to ask him a, a question? I just want to be, make sure what you're trying to do with your I mind. I guess I just want to greet him to see if I get some sort of acknowledgement. Um, you send out your mind link. There's a hmm, slight change to his step, and he does slow and turn to um, look at the three of you, and he kind of bows his head slightly, and he's either curious as to what you want, or is there anything more, essentially? I just, like, can I give him, like, a querying feeling? Like, a question of, like, just so, like, an uncertain... Phrase, phrase, your, phrase, your, phrase your question and um, go ahead and try to broadcast. You okay. got the hello? Um, I guess why? I just want to know why. Like, why are, why are we here? Like, what do you want, essentially, but politer? Okay. <laughs> um, he's here just as a guide to bring you to the village but from what he understands is you are considered to speak for Winterhaven now hmm. and you have returned and there there's an issue that the Archdruid and the others want to talk to you about okay that's a good answer thank you alright I, I guess I would convey that verbally to the rest of the party and just say you know, okay, well, here's some more information about that pigeon, the pigeon letter that we got. You know, there's a problem in uh, in Winterhaven, and we're supposed to be the spokespeople, so we're going to a meeting to figure out what's going on. Oh, yeah, I hope that we're not the problem. Well, I suspect we wouldn't be quite so peacefully. I mean, that's, that's a good point. We often are the problem, but <laughs> could happen. 
he's not acting in any or walking in any sort of way like he's guarding you or um, putting his hands anywhere near like a weapon. You haven't you haven't you haven't sensed any hostility coming off of him. You just sort of got the I'm the butler. Follow me. Indifference. Okay. Yes. Um, and having come from Winterhaven, where you guys do have a degree of uh, fame and you know stuff, this is he's kind of, he comes across as kind of cold in comparison. But he's probably just doing his thing. Okay. Oh, is it just a, a migraine. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel, anything for you? And in which shape are you right now? Um. <clears throat> Probably my larger of the two shapes. The probably the the soul of the wolf form, um, okay. which would be you know, it's just a free action. So uh, I would shift into that. Probably like while we're walking through the the underbrush. Okay. Um, uh, and I'd like to look around and and see whether I can um see any more shifters, whether they're just normal shapeshifters or uh, shifters like myself that may belong to a druid community. Okay. Um, you are able to detect, because I remember you have the heightened um, smell and stuff, there are things out in that wood, in those woods. Um, okay. Stuff that is both recognized as sort of like a, a, a prey sense you know, sort of a prey smell, but also there's a couple alpha things out there okay. as well. Um, and clarification for the party, the bone fetishes are sort of pieces of bone or knuckle bones or finger bones, just... Um, Generally, they're carved, represent symbols and stuff like that. Yeah. Stuff that might be um, relevant to druidic culture, so... You know, bears or small animals or whatever the case may be. Ah, okay. It is kind of viewed as a primitive thing. You don't tend to see them much on um, druids if you look through handbooks and stuff. It's more of a voodoo thing, like. Yeah. More like a more like a sh- voodoo or a shaman thing. Um. You kind of get the feeling, by the way, that Thorn that the um, that deer mm-hmm. may have a little bit more in common with um, some of the habits of your past tribe. Okay. So you think that there may be some more shifters in there that is not just the um, shifting through magic. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Moving forward, seeing that the party has nothing further to add to to offer to the guide, uh, he continues to bring you forward, and after about five minutes, you are brought to the edge of um, a clearing. Pretty good-sized clearing, by the size of a football field. There are a number of um, wooden structures sort of, uh, think hobbit holes, for lack of a better term, but they're sort of sod houses. Low to the ground, you got the sod on top, or um, just some sort of structures that are making use of the hills and grounds, for the most part. Pretty echo green type community. 
there is a large mound in the center of the clearing, and on this is, for lack of a better term, this area's version of Stonehenge. Okay. There are a large number of people around. By that, I mean probably on the order of 60 to 70. There are kids present. There are women present, along with um, a number of males. So it's not just a... Uh, not just like weaponized, it's a whole community. Yeah, it is it's definitely a whole community. There's a number of animals meandering around. Some of them are meandering as if they were pets. Others are meandering as if they had purpose. There's also a degree of, well, percentage of the population, so let's say about 10 of them, that appear to be in some sort of quasi-animal-human um, state. Hmm. Like the, uh, if you want to think about it, the classic uh, werewolf. Like Thorn in his half-state, right? Did you, um, did you say what race they are? Are they one race or multi-race, shoal? What race are they? Um, they appear to be something along the human line. Okay. From the, from the distance that you're at as you're, as you're coming in, that may or may not hold true, but from what you can see, everybody looks human. And the guide as well. Yes, the guide looks human as well. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But uh, those that are shifted are different animals. They're not just all one like a, um, you know, a, were- a werewolf or uh, werebores or something like that. There's all different types of types of them, and they seem to go about their business as well. They don't seem to stand out for the rest of the population. The guide turns and kind of does a sweeping motion with his arm to present for lack of a better term, the village. There are no palisades or stockades or, um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's no walls. walls, thank you, around the village. A couple places have some spears. There are some weapons laying around, leaning up against the houses, but nothing that looks like it's obviously set up for you guys. Does there seem to be any active guards at all that we can see? Um, that you can see, no, but you get the definite sense that you're being watched. Either from the woods, you kind of get the feeling in the back of your head. Or if you look up, you'll see that there's a large number of birds in the sky overhead. Can I also assume that what I smell that is further off in the woods could also be guards? Sort of putting two and two together. In some cases, in other cases, uh, no. Okay. But yeah, you could you could probably pick out pick out some of the guards out out there. Yes. Okay. And um, judging from how they are trying to move around, their smell is kind of faint. Like they're trying to stay um, and practice, you know, good wind policy. So they're trying to stay um, upwind of you. Okay. Um, your gesture to go towards the Stonehenge-type hill. 
Okay. And there are three figures there. Is there any... Um, you mentioned the smell of cooking stuff. Is there any food on in between between us and that hill? There are a couple of cooking pots. Yes. Uh, Cesar will go over to to one if if one is manned and say, uh, "Can I uh, mind if I swipe a bowl of stew?" Um, your guide stops, sort of gives a nod. Um, the person was already starting to pick up a bowl anyways and starting to, you know, put some stuff in it. And the nod just kind of seems to be that it's okay that, you know, take this pause and whatever. It wasn't necessarily permission for the person to give you food or whatever. But you're handed a bowl and uh, definitely rustic fare, but it's something that appears to be edible. Okay. Um, Cesar takes it, says, oh, thank you, and uh, continues walking towards the hill, eating this stuff. The person sitting there at the cauldron looks at both Xanatari and Thorn. Yeah, um, Xanatari will go up and do the same thing, like kind of politely nod and take a bowl. It seems like a hospitality. If they're going to feed us, it's probably a good sign that we're not going to be hostile, so I would accept the that, if there's some sort of unwritten code of of that, yes. Um, I'd probably do the same, but a small bowl of stew and a uh, a spoon, I guess, or if there is a spoon at all, um, would seem kind of ungainly in, in such large, animalized hands. So I'd probably um, shift back down to my half state and accept the bowl. Okay. Um, your transition is not viewed with any real sort of surprise or shock or hatred even. Uh, the person had looked at you and had started to pick up another type of um, vessel than just the bowl that the other ones had had. But seeing you change, puts that down, um, still has the ladle up in the air, pulls out a regular bowl, pours it, hands it to you, um, and then seems to forget for a moment um, something and digs down further into the pot mm-hmm. and pulls out this larger chunk of meat. I was about to ask. Uh, I would give a, a nod of uh, gratitude. Um, okay. And... The lady seems the lady seems pleased, but since there's not much of you know a, a dialogue back and forth, she doesn't presume necessarily to have you know a chat with you guys. But seems to be okay. Um, <clears throat> probably, I think we spend time eating the soup. Uh, I don't know whether we can eat and talk or okay. eat and walk. Um, look to Cesar. See what he's doing, what he wants to do. Okay. Cesar's already started walking towards where we were seeming to go. Okay. So, uh, I guess in that case, we're going to eat and walk. So, um, again, I would uh, thank the other druid or other person. Um, okay. And kind of pick up the, the hunk of meat and start chewing on it. Okay. 
Um, you noticed as you're eating the soup that on your the inside of your right wrist on the side of it, a small little black dot appears. For me? For all of you. Oh. oh. Awesome. <clears throat> um, and it, it's it's small. It appears, and um, you don't feel any pain, don't feel any sort of reaction, doesn't like suddenly move around. That means the water witch is going to take us, right? Hmm? <laughs> no. <laughs> but it could, if you want. We can throw that. Oh god, land krakens. We're done for. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise known as moose. <laughs> Release Canadians. Release the moose. The moose. <laughs> Canadians, the politest land pirate. <laughs> Thank you for naming this episode. Well, your mama's so fat that she subcontracts out as the Kraken when it's needed on land. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be the A V Jones? Oh, <laughs> that Very is terrible. I, th- I think I say Kate sneaky up to Garochi for that one. Hmm, Katie, get him. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Where do moose priests practice? At the handler. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Nicely done, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for naming the episode. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so you have a dot, whether you notice it or not. That's up to you guys. <clears throat> um, nobody in the village comes running up to you otherwise, trying to beg for treats or whatever, but... Uh, you are escorted to the base of um, the mound. And okay. the, the guide stops and sort of kind of gestures you to, to go up ahead. Okay. Sensor goes right up. <clears throat> Staying there is a male druid, a female druid. Both of them likewise have their mouths shut. Sewn shut. They are looking, I guess, less civilized than your guide did. There's a lot more in terms of the bone fetishes, uh, that sort of thing. Wearing a lot more furs. And sitting between them is a large grizzly bear. And it is the grizzly bear that seems to take the most notice of you as you come walking up. How is it sitting? Is it like laying down or is it sitting up like a like a human? Like a carnival bear? Yeah. <laughs> it's kinda of, kinda of, kinda of sitting like uh more like a dog where it just kind of had, you know, plunked down. The bear though is the one that in a human voice, somewhat uh mm, it, it you can tell it gets used, but he's not used to talking all that much. But in a pretty clear human voice, this one, uh, male, uh, bids you greeting to the village. Dantyre would respond with a polite gesture and nod of acknowledgement. 
Yeah, th th thanks, Bear. <laughs> if a bear could laugh, then, uh, or sort of smirk at you, it would, but it, uh... But it can't, so ha! <laughs> well, since you're having so much fun with this, Cesar, you get to name the... You get to name the druid. Is this the one you wanted me to name? You asked mm -hmm. me to name before? Yep. Uh, the name of uh, the druid is... You said it's a druidess, correct? Um... Male name? Is that not true? I can change it if it's... Change it to male, because I... All right. you Easy. Know, a couple I'll weeks. just remove the letter. It's Maynar. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a Maynar. <laughs> Wicked! Wicked Maynar. Wicked Pissa. I'm not getting into this. No. <laughs> no. Bad Americans. <laughs> Bad. No. <sighs> <sighs> okay. What, what was it again, uh, Cesar? Maynar. M-A-Y-N-A-R. It was going to be Maynara. So. Okay. Uh, mayonnaise. Love that mayonnaise. Uh, mate. Maynard. No, it's not from Australia. It's from Maine. That's be. how we sound. No, nah, nah, I don't care. I'm going to throw an Australian spin on it. It's going to be great. Um, Maynard introduces himself as the Archdruid for this area. The pre previous Druidess um, came to an unfortunate end. <laughs> the hands and... of another bear. <laughs> <laughs> No, there was actually an issue that he will discuss with you here shortly that uh, led to the demise or the apparent demise of it. But um, within this village, the power of the Archdruid ship thing uh, passed along to him. So he believes that she has been um, killed. He bids you welcome as the representative's of the human city. He doesn't use Winter Haven, he just recommends it as the human city. Does he use anything to to describe his their collection or village or, or group? Like a name of a you know in, in terms of that, like is there a name of this group or town that he uses? Not so much. Um, he kind of looks around, and generally they seem to treat it, uh, especially him, he seems to treat it as if you know, you were just walking in the woods. There's a bunch of trees. There's, you know, a bush here. There's a whole bunch of other things. That this is just part of the woods. So you are, for lack of a better place, you're not necessarily in a village. You're just in yeah. their woods. Okay. Their forest. Um, I'm sure, you know, he, he, he looks around and kind of sees you staring, trying to figure this out and... Um, he makes a comment that everyone that visits here has always kind of come away with their own name for this, for their own thought processes. So I can see Thorne thinking up a oh. name for this burb somewhere along the line. So <laughs> Xanatari better hold him off at the pass there and uh, come up with something if she wants to. Let's go back to Fred. No. <laughs> um, you've been summoned today and he does appreciate that you have you know come out here because uh you're very hard to get a hold of you're known to be in the area and then all of a sudden you'll vanish his scouts have trouble finding you and 
the only reason why they were so insistent that you come this time was because they had actually tracked you into town and had not seen you leave. So they, they made a gamble. Um, the issue that you're here to discuss, first of all, is that the town of Winterhaven has been encroaching past the established treaty areas. Okay. Wow. There's established treaty areas. <laughs> I don't remember that when we were there last. Well, the town's really grown out from where it was originally. Okay. Um, so it's the adolescent stage. It's got pimples and stuff. What's popular with all the other towns? <laughs> large portion of... Um, Huge tracts of land. Huge tracts of land. But, Dad, I don't, I don't want... I won't go there. It's okay. Continue, please. I insist. <sighs> Sorry, it's Friday. But, but Dad, I want to sing. <laughs> Eric's just like, you guys suck. <laughs> pizza's really good. Mm. He's like, what I kind got of pizza food. is it? This is buffalo chicken. Oh man, I had buffalo chicken while I was there. It's crazy. He's, he's got to shut up and play pizza. Mm, okay. <laughs> Anything else, um, Daniel? Nope. Okay. Because buffalo pizza is worthy of discussion. It is. It is, and that's something we can talk about a little bit later, perhaps. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got um. Essentially, the areas that have been cleared out have. Uh... <laughs> it's mesmerizing watching Eric sit there and chew. I'm like. He's so sedate. I'm just there chewing my cud. I'm he's, happy, just, he's very zen happy. about it. <laughs> Damn it. Just be glad it's muted. Mm. Apparently, a couple burial areas and other um, trees of import to this druid have been cut down and or moved or desecrated since the town has been expanding. Originally, there was a treaty of balance between this area and the settlement that it would not expand past a certain area. And this is causing some of the nature spirits in the woods to have issues. Issues? They're getting much more restless. Okay. And, and uh, why, why is this something you're bringing to our attention specifically? There hasn't been for quite a long period of time anyone of importance within the town. There hasn't been... Good to know. Again, uh, wh wh why are you asking us? Because pretty much we're you guys have... We're important. Yeah, you guys have pretty much, uh, so far, saved the town, saved the area. Save You've got your Earth. trading companies. Essentially, save you're, that. You're the right, save right, that. right, but uh, people don't usually go to, to, to Superman with, with zoning complaints. But we have to 
Save the burial mounds and the berry patch and the load bearing trees. <laughs> you guys really like bears, don't you? You could start uh, the uh, <laughs> It's so an unhealthy obsession right here. He just kind of reaches over Mano. to his chest, pushes in a cassette tape, and <laughs> starts talking. Will you be my friends and Atari? <laughs> He's got a good point, Mena. Why are we uh, involved in this zoning ordinance? Mena Ruxpin. Careful. Careful. You may anger the Care Bear. Does he have a symbol on his stomach? No, of like an staring. angry cloud. But he's staring at you. Sanitary looks at guiltily at her leather armor. Where is the archdruid? <laughs> oh god! Am I wearing her? I'm so sorry. <sighs> Carry on, Dungeon Master. Why? Why? I'm sorry, Maynard. I just, uh... I don't know that we are in the right position to, to do something about that. We haven't been responsible for these uh, expansions. Uh, I personally don't even know who to go to to uh, file a complaint, uh, you know, cease the, the behavior. Perhaps you, uh, did you have a, something specific you'd like us to do? Burn the city to the ground? <laughs> <laughs> Dig a ditch all the way around, clearly marking the territory with our urine? He sort of he sort of looks at Thorin as if he needs to say yes he will be the one that burns it down but um, no actually he brought you here in in the in the hopes that uh, there can be some understanding between this village and Winterhaven but also that if Winterhaven continues to expand or you know grow that the nature spirits may exact revenge on the um, on Winterhaven. And since you guys tend to handle threats, you figured it would be kind of cool to drop you the 411 on that part. Okay, so the druids are blackmailing us. Mm, no. Stop, stop Winterhaven or feel the wrath of the, the nature spirits. Kinda. I, I kinda. think that Cesar's right. We should call this Bury the Village. And that should be the name of it. So now we're in Bury the Village, and we'll leave to go back to Winterhaven. We should bury the village? No, that's the name of it, Bury. Oh, okay, but we should bury it? No. We... no Do we not who's bury. on first me, Australia man. I, I, I will. <laughs> B-A-R-R-Y. Bury the village. Yes, Nar. that's what I said, Bury. Maynar. You said... <laughs> anyway, Maynar. Else? <laughs> yes, there's been a lot of reports that the people from Winterhaven have been out searching for different convicts. While there are a couple of human ones, recently there was a manifestation of an old legend that happened uh, deeper, much deeper into the woods, where a prison or jail of some kind has appeared and he's wondering if you guys would be interested long long story short if you guys would be interested in doing something about this because a random jail appeared in the middle of the woods and he's he wants us to go investigate it no uh, there's there's a simple solution to this just point me in the direction i'll go burn it down not a problem 
they've they've got a legend that somewhere in this somewhere in this forest there was um a large structure some sort of pyramid that they were supposed to guard over mm-hmm. where a number of nasty things was stashed away and then ritual magic was used to try and banish it mm-hmm. apparently scouts from this village have spotted something like that or the shadow of that starting to appear again. Okay. What, is that, what, is, what, what, what does that have to do with the convicts again? I'm sorry. There may be some... There, some stuff may have escaped from this jail and it may not just be human fugitives that... Uh, your people are going to have to contend with. So you're saying there's there's our our patrols going out to try to recapture our the convicts from Winterhaven may encounter unexpected yes. threats. Yeah, basically, basically he basically he's trying to do you a favor by warning you that you know after you guys have dealt with all this other stuff, there may be something else that comes popping around here instead of having it just show up while you're watching TV on Saturday with a box of popcorn. Is is this um? Is this appearance of this uh, previously banished uh, structure something that you believe requires our attention directly? Or is it just something you're warning us against generally? Right now it's mostly a warning. Um, if, it does, if, it, if it does actually appear, though, it's probably something that's going to need to be taken care of. How long some- are we going to hang out in this town? I mean, let's, let's ask the honest question. How much do we care <laughs> Like, How long have I been eating this soup? You haven't even touched your Zenatari. Good lord. Take a bowl of soup and don't eat it. What is this? I'll eat it if you don't want it. I'd anyway, Maynard, is um, is it something that's preventable? Would it be easier to prevent than, than re-banish? We're not actually sure how um, they got banished in the first place. We haven't really been given that information passed down from our elders, some, something happened and that was lost. So if That's it's coming soon. back, we're not going to really be able to do much about it. One of the downfalls of the it. spoken word tradition. Right. Mm-hmm. Who's supposed to be hidden in here? Like, who could escape? All they know is that there was bad stuff. stuff that was rounded up, bad stuff shoved in there and Titans. tried to punk it out to the, uh, the outside world. If it's Titans, we should call someone like, I don't know, Perseus or, I don't know, Percy Jackson. He's also, you know, I, I heard he defeated like a, a lightning thief or something at one point, so he can deal with it. Uh, Thorne, weren't you saying something about the the escaped convicts or fugitives earlier? I believe I was. What, um, what's going on with that? Uh, let me let me pull out my notebook here, my trusty handy-dandy notebook. See this, Maynard? Takes notes. Won't lose stuff uh, handed down that way. Oh. Oh, dang. The bear looks uh, at his paws confusedly. Let's have a look here. Um, file open. I've just got to use my... <laughs> your, your handy notebook that involves a mouse and some electronics. Oh, this is something that I... I would you... Would you... Would you on his laptop. Would you, would you uh, like a blue dog to appear and try to help you figure out what the... We've got mail! <laughs> yes. <right>. So <clears throat> thorns, clues, thorns, clues. 
Maybe I'm the blue dog and Cesar is wearing a striped leather jerkin. Um, alright. What stays so, in Thorne's head? Stays in Thorne's head. Okay, so what I have, uh, flipping through my notebook here, um, murmuring things like fire and shadow fell keep, um, which I, f- I feel we should ask the druids about at some point. Um, yeah, there, there have been some fugitives after a jailbreak that we should go and find, um, especially, uh, there's this one called the Davian, which has uh, joined the adventuring company, and he's fairly suspicious. Um, and his behavior besmirches our name as a as an adventuring company. So maybe there's a link between that and maybe the fire and Shadowfell Keep. Uh-huh. Um, he's not a confirmed fugitive, is he? He's he's not, but he's been really suspicious. Like everyone that sees him is is. Like, he, he's not acting as a normal person should. Was this the Whittler? Yes. Yeah. Was. That's, can he be AKA the Whittler? Uh, yeah, okay, AKA the Whittler. The Whit- the Whittler! Okay. <laughs> M- Maynard What's has. What's that? It's the Whittler! <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I made, I made Seth a joke on his pizza just then. <laughs> Maynard does know where um, one band of fugitives is located. Uh, they stumbled upon them this afternoon. If you want to go get them, it's up to you. He'll direct you. Uh, are they bits and pieces? Because if they're bits and pieces, I'm pretty sure they can stay there. No, they're not bits and pieces yet. There was <laughs> Tori looks down at her stew, and her eyes get wider. <laughs> <laughs> It's make your own droid day after lunch. <laughs> hey, those uh, those bone finishes look pretty fresh. <laughs> What's this high school ring? Oh gosh. <laughs> hey, wow, that's a really nice uh, uh jacket you've got. Where, where'd you get that from? Oh, that's why you called it fugitive soup. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's because after you eat it, it goes through your system so fast, it just runs away. No. Oh, boy. Horrible. That's that's disgusting, Maynard. Come on. You're in company here. (laughs) Um, It's it's Chef Boyardee and Farmer Dan and Mizzy the Milkmaid. Uh, No, no, leaving that alone. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, question: Do, Does this have any bearing on the fact that there was a fire in Shadowfell Keep? Could be. Um, Could some be. of there these. There was a fire in Shadowfell Keep. Remember, like after we left, the whole thing burned down a while later. No. Yeah. Um, I was talking to my friend. The, <laughs> the Whittler. No. The Barkeep. <laughs> the Whittler. <laughs> the <Barkeep. laughs> um. And he uh, he was basically telling me that uh, a fire, quite a, a severe fire, broke out in Shadowfell Keep. It essentially gutted the place uh, uh, from the sounds of it. Um, and this happened within like a period of the fugitives uh, escaping from prison. So yeah, not sure what to to make of this. Especially if the if the if the druids have the the fugitives, then we should probably interrogate them. Not you, Zenatari. You're our last resort. They don't have them, they just know where the camp is, but they haven't gone to get them yet. 
Oh, well, um, maybe, uh, could we maybe have some assistance rounding them up? Let's make sure that these guys don't escape. Okay. Lend us um, a few they did say that uh, at least one or two of them were practicing some sort of foul magic. Okay. There's a horrible pun there that we're just gonna let go. We've got it. We've we've used we've abused most of them. We're gonna duck it. Yep. We're gonna we're gonna duck it. <laughs> I'm just winging it. Where where where? It's your call. On a winged prayer. Are you ready to quack? I'm no chicken. <laughs> There's some foul play Eight. here. Play tectonics. The earth is quacking. <laughs> Let's move on. It looks like Maynard is suffering from undue stress. <laughs> <laughs> Maynard is beginning to have uh, alopecia. I think he's confused about his species. <laughs> You're a bear. A, a bear? Arr, Just bear? Really? Not a Canadian pirate. That's... Oh, the out of the out of character bear versus the in character bear is like so totally different, but whatever. Um, okay, yeah, they'll they'll let you uh, one or two one or two of the three of the druids will go with you. Okay, help you out if you want. That'd be good. Just just sure. to surround them and uh, make sure that they don't get away. Do the rest of you want to go, or do you just want to let Thorin wander off and uh-huh. some more soup? <laughs> I'll grab a bowl on the way out, but uh, I think we should go round them up. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Sanitary, take us out. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathd4descendant.com. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Twitter at deathd4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area podcast about advice and interviews on relationships between gamers at jennyc.com. Uh, listener donations we're not going to talk about because we can put that in the podcast. Join us for a worldwide adventure next week or just five minutes from now because I think we're doing a second episode.